Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios. Here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Welcome to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. This is it, guys. The 2017 The Flex Fantasy Football Podcast year in review. The ultimate Nostradamus, Nostradamus calls of the year. We are year-round fantasy football 365. Subscribe. Please leave us a review. Email the show at theflex at fantasysportstudios.com. Let's take a little walk down memory lane here. Let's go back to the original picks, to our preseason predictions in a little segment we call Check the Tape. Check the Tape. Nostradamus. Thank you very much, sir, for a gentleman and a scholar. Or Nostral Dumbass. You dumb asshole! The ultimate moments of greatness. These preseason predictions for 2017 were made between July 6th and August 23rd. Here we go. What about DeMarco Murray? He's getting drafted in the first round. Like I think his ADP is eight, right, right now. Yeah, his his ADP is higher now, and I'm staying away from DeMarco Murray. Me too. Uh huh. I think it's going to be a more of a timeshare. It was another great call by me. Jeff was on board with that one as well. DeMarco Murray total bust. Saw it coming. How about a little Derek Carr? Derek Carr. I do have him ranked as my fourth best QB. I like Derek Carr a lot. I, right now, I have him as my sixth best quarterback. Full metal retards. For the rabbit. And I get the tinder rabbit. Yes, that was a bad call by both of us there. We were both high on Derek Carr. That certainly did not pan out. Moving on. I'm not very high on Dez, man. I have him ranked right now as my 17th wide receiver. I think he's going to be middle of the road wide receiver too as of now. I just think that there's not really anybody else in that passing offense that's going to take the pressure off of off of Dez. Who would you rather, Alshon Jeffrey or Dez Bryant? I would have to take Alshon because I feel like Wentz throws the ball a lot more than Dak will. Jeffrey will have more opportunities on the outside. All right. So clearly, I hit on Dez on that one, saying he was way too, being overdrafted way too high, way overvalued. How about a little Doug Martin news? Doug Martin, what's his draft ADP right now? Fifth round, right? Yep, fifth round. Do you like him in the fifth? I'm a little worried about Martin, to be honest, because it's every other year with this guy too, man. It is another contract year, but I'm not I'm not buying in on him. Ding, ding. Good job, Chris. Moving on. How about a little Zach Ertz? What about Zach Ertz? PPR, I know we both agree. He's PPR, a, he's a monster. PPR, yeah. Even if we want to look at his stats, he's 8, 10 catches a game. He averaged about 9 yards a catch last year, so I take him in standard too. And you can get him at a good value. And let's touch touch base on the red zone targets. He would use double teamed every time last year. Now they have Alshon Jeffrey to worry about. So I think they're going to have to worry about fade routes. 
So I think Ertz will not get that much coverage, and that's going to help relieve that too. So he could have a lot more open looks in the end zone. Over under, six touchdowns for Ertz. I think he gets around eight to ten touchdowns this year. Pretty damn good, Jeff. Both high on Zach Ertz. Jeff, you pretty much nailed on the TDs there, brother. How about rookie tight end Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram we haven't hit on. The Giants have had pretty good history, recent history, the last seven or eight years or so of having fantasy productive tight ends. I think he's got got a lot of talent, all the potential to be a low-end tight end one. I think he could go for about six to eight touchdowns and about 650 yards. I can see that. Ding, ding. Moving on. How about Jeff with a little Jeffism, which he's known for. He's known for messing up names, butchering the shit out of names. Here we go. Samaj Perion. I took Samaj A.P. Ryan. Whatever the hell he's saying, Perion. <laughs> I know you have trouble with that guy's name. Yeah. Let's play that back one more time. Samaj Perion. I took Samaj A.P. Ryan. Whatever the hell he's saying, Perion. I know you have trouble with that guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. Samaj Perion. It's like Dom Perion's cousin or some shit. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Let's get to my number one guy who is going to take a step back. And this one, I'm probably going to catch a lot of shit for, but trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. Trust the stats. Trust your gut. When you've been doing this as long as me, this will be my 16th year. You just go with what you know. And what I know is that number one, Mike Evans is going to take a step backwards. Evans had a league-leading 175 targets. Evans only caught 54% of those targets thrown his way. That was fourth worst in the league. Do not, I repeat, do not draft this guy in the first round or you're going to screw your whole season up by investing in a guy that's not going to be head and shoulders above the rest of the wide receiver pack. All right, moving on. Most overrated NFL team heading into 2017, aside from your fantasy team. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Packers. I just saw a thing actually the other day that they're projected to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I just think the Packers, they have a good offense, but when they hit some of those NFC teams in the playoffs, those teams can put up the points, but they have a lot better defenses. I want to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dallas collectively takes a small step back. But I do believe their future is bright. They just need to find a legit wide receiver opposite Dez. And please, please, please get rid of that dickhead Terrence Williams. I mean, that dude couldn't catch herpes in a whorehouse, which is the only positive to come out of his non-catching ass ability. How about most underrated NFL team heading into 2017, Jeff? I'm going to go with Philly. You know, I think Wentz takes a step forward. I like they got Alshon there now. I think they get to do some good things. They always got defense, good defense. They got good special teams. And I like Wentz to take a step forward this year. Dude's got talent. He flashed a lot last year. Dude's got his head in the playbooks. I think he's definitely going to take a step up. Philly and a new look offense. That's going to be high power. You watch and see. My most underrated team, I'm going with Jacksonville. I think the Jags win the AFC South. I mean, I had them as an underrated team last year. Clearly, I was a little too early on them. But after that season they had in 2016, no one really expects much of them. But from a talent standpoint, they have potential to turn it around. How about that, man? This is why we're the best. I apologize for the audio quality in some of these playbacks here because during the summer, we were kind of in between producers on the show trying to find somebody legitimate. So I apologize for the quality, but the quality of the content, second to none, second to none. 
for as many big games that Jai had, he had more duds. I like consistency personally, and for that reason, I won't be making a move for a Jai. I won't be owning him. To select an inconsistent player that it is a true, by every word of the definition, boom or bust player in the first two rounds is a little too risky for my liking. You don't want to go into your fantasy playoffs with your number one running back being as inconsistent as he was last year. I would much rather have a running back that would consistently put up 80 yards of total offense and score 8 to 10 touchdowns during the course of the season than I would a guy who could put up 200 yards rushing one week and 40 yards the next. All right, how about Todd Gurley and Marshawn Lynch? This is from July 10th. I like Gurley this year. My overrated guy going into the preseason is Marshawn Lynch. Dude's on the wrong side of 30. He took a year off. And not only did he take that year off last year, but he's only played in a handful of games since that Super Bowl loss in New England in 2014. And in the few games that he did play, he sucked more dick than Monica Lewinsky. Yes, he did. A guy that everybody seems to be high on right now, and I still don't get, get why, but Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, I get, I get that Hugh Jackson loves him, and he's got some talent, but he's damn sure not elite, and he plays on a shit offense. Seriously, do not over, do not reach for this guy, man. Do not. Moving on, how about DeAndre Hopkins? Most underrated player heading into the preseason. I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, I fully believe, will return to form, even with the rookie quarterback and Deshaun Watson, even with Tom Savage, which... Go figure. I can't believe that he's now the favorite to be the starter going into the season. But Hopkins is the focal point in that offense, and I think he's going to get his, man. And he sure as hell did. Moving on. I'm saying Cooper's in between 18 to 22, mm-hmm. and you got Crabtree 44 to 50, depending which which format, format yep. you look at. With the value, Cooper last year, four red zone targets, maybe six. It was four or six. And then you had Crabtree with his big, and now you got Cook coming there, which is going to take more red zones. And Lynch will be a big, heavy user in the yeah, red zone. Yeah, he will be. Uh, yeah, that, that worries me a little bit about, about value-wise. Yeah, I mean, with Cooper, that worries me a little bit, but it's the, the touchdown. But it does make me a little nervous. Yes, Amari Cooper, both not high on him. Made us nervous for the end zone, made us nervous with the lack of targets he was going to be getting this year with all the other weapons that, that Oakland had on the team. Oakland just didn't do shit all season. Moving on. Amir Abdul did not look good. I don't know if he was playing in the second half. Maybe he was. Or maybe I was just kind of out there, man, not paying attention. Because from the few runs I remember that I recall seeing from Abdullah, man, he did not impress at all. And that was right after, I believe it was week, was it week three of the NFL, uh, the NFL preseason. I believe it was week three. It was the Patriots and the Lions. It was the game that Julian Edelman went out. And that was my take on Amir Abdullah, how he looked terrible. Do not take him. This guy goes down like a crack whore trying to score her next rock. How about one of my assholes of the year right here, Bilal Powell? We know how good or not good Bilal Powell is. It's not like he's all of a sudden coming into his prime as a running back. Man, I'm not high on him. I'm passing, man. I'm passing on Bilal Powell. And everyone else should should have done the same because Bilal Powell blows. How about Robert Woods? All right, Jeff, number two, Robert Woods for the Rams. The number one receiver out there. <laughs> you got Sean McVay. <laughs> no. I would I would take him as my fifth wide receiver. <laughs> I don't trust golf. You know what's surprising, though? You know what's surprising about Robert Woods? He's had several thousand-yard seasons in his career when he was with <clears> Buffalo. <throat> and he kind of he's one of those guys that kind of flies under the radar. 
Score one for me on that one. Jeff? You hippie. Yeah, Jeff, you screwed the pooch on that one there, buddy. Jerry Goff surprised the hell out of me, man. He looked really good. I don't know if you guys watched any of that game. It looks like he done, he's done a complete 180 from what we saw last year. Do you think Goff could be a sleeper quarterback? I am kind of intrigued to see what... I was surprised he did that well. I was honestly surprised he did that well. I was too. I was like, what the hell? I was like, this guy looks different. And he was number one pick just a year ago. Sean McVay's you got on the offensive mind. He's going to try to be yeah. creative and try to outsmart other coaches. I'm kind of curious to see what he's going to do. He's going to pull out his little bag of tricks with Goff and Gurley and Watkins now in that running game. And he got Cooper Cup. They got some young, nice young pieces there. They do got a lot of young players there. They're definitely on the rise. You got your boy. You excited about your boy Watkins? I know that. Uh, I'm not excited about Watkins. I've never been excited about Sammy Watkins. All right, this next one here. I was correct on this, but well, you'll see why. Just take a listen. I'm not too proud of this one. I'm going to take Julio. He's still number one over Beckham? I'm taking him over Beckham just because I think Brendan Marshall is going to take a lot of those targets away from Odell. Yeah, that was a bad call on me. Fucking Brandon Marshall. Oh, my goodness. How about Isaiah Crowell, who was getting drafted as high as round two and three, which was friggin' ridiculous. Everybody's high on Isaiah Crowell, so you stay away from Isaiah Crowell. I don't draft anybody from the Browns. I'm not buying for well either. They're projecting top 10, right? Yeah, he's yeah. ranked number 10th right now. He's ninth or 10. Isaiah Crowell, who everybody's high on. I'm not high on Crowell at all. Not even in the slightest. I've seen this show before, and that's a shit show there in Cleveland. That's correct. Shit show in Cleveland. 0-16, and Crowell didn't do shit if you drafted him. If you drafted Crowell, you were screwed all year long. Moving on. I think the Cowboys are in for a decline, man. I think they're going to have a sophomore slump. Not from Zeke's end. I think Dak, I think defenses are going to be a little more prepared for Dak going into 2017. And they certainly were. Moving on. I like Hopkins on a bounce back here. Easy to say from compared to last year. Oh, absolutely. I can see him going for 1,200 yards. Maggie around 1,200. About 10, 10 to 12 TDs. I can say this. If Watson comes in more than halfway through the season, they look for their best players. Oh, Watson, I think. Television. We're both high on Hopkins coming into the season. Jeff nailed it on the touchdowns, man. Good call. Moving on to Josh Gordon. It's over for Josh Gordon. It's over. I still see people drafting him. It's over, man. It's over. Even if he comes back, I mean, it's just too risky. I think everybody needs to move on from him. Including yourself. Yes, including myself. That's why (laughs) I'm making that statement right now. I mean, I just recently got over Justin Blackman not coming back. Yeah, that was still two to be determined. Gordon is back. Did, did look good his first game, his first return. I mean, we'll see what Cleveland does in the offense, see if the, what changes they make. But, like I said, to be determined on that one. I'm high on Cam. I haven't ranked my number two QB this year. I'm going to go ahead and take him. I feel comfortable taking him in the seventh round. Pretty good call by Jeff. Pretty good call. Cam Newton did pretty good. Pretty good year this year. Good call, Jeff. How about Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde, 900 rush yards, eight touchdowns, over-under. You know, this is my one-man crush I like a lot, but a lot of stuff's been coming out of San Francisco. But I still think he does get over 900 yards. I still do believe he gets over eight TDs. Good call, Jeff. Good call. Moving on to Philly. I think Philly could actually sneak up and steal this division as long as Wentz stays solid as he did last year. It's all going to depend on him. Good call. Moving on. How about Jordan Reed? Man, Jordan Reed, love the guy, but 
It's getting hard. I would be really scared to draft him. It definitely would scare me to to take him. Absolutely. Too risky of a play this year. Good call. How about my call on Kareem Hunt? And this call that I made was before the Spencer Ware injury. What do you think, Worm? I think Ware's going to be a starter. You think so? I think so. I don't think so. Kareem Hunt. Did you see his stat line? No, what was it? I don't have it off top. But, man, when I was looking at his stat line, though, (laughs) Spencer Ware is overvalued in draft. I agree with that. So Kendrick West snuck in and drafted, and Kareem Hunt's going into double digits. I'm not taking Spencer Ware. I'm not taking him. Oh, me either. Not now. Not now? Not Not before, not now, not after. All right, here's Kareem Hunt's stat line right here for the night. Eight carries, 40 yards, including a 25-yard burst down the sideline. Three catches, 23 yards. That's a good stat line. It's solid, yeah. It's solid. Pretty good against their team defenses. No, no. Kareem Hunt played against first Listen, team and second team. We talk a lot. We can see some kind of things, but we can never tell anything until game three and game four. Game three, we're going to see who's going to be the starter for week one. Game four, we're going to see who might not make the team and who's going to be not starting. Good point. And you know, I think Kareem Hunt is going to be the best rookie running back uh the draft class for this year. For this year, not overall. I think for this year, job. just this year? So you're talking about he's going to be the best productive back for this, this year. year. Christian McCaffrey will be. Yeah. Yeah, I yes. don't think so. And I think it's going to be Kareem Hunt taking the load. I guarantee he plays all three backs week one. That's where it probably gets 70%, and then maybe Hunt and West will get about 15% each just from a... Uh, no way. I don't see that. You'll see. Mm-hmm. You'll see in two weeks. Get, where? get out of here. Hunt. Tell me, man. Stats. I test. I loved Hunt from the beginning. Good call, Chris. Let's stick with Kareem Hunt here on this other call by me. I know you say Kareem Hunt, but... Yeah, I go Kareem Hunt. I Alex Smith's going to be gone. You know, you got Kelsey there. You got Tyreek Hill, I guess. But I just no, 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 no. He's going to overtake Spencer Wares. He's going to be the guy. And if you can draft him in the seventh, eighth rounds, if he falls that far, you know, we'll see what happens throughout the rest of the preseason. But that's the guy I definitely target later in the draft. Absolutely. If that weird injury didn't happen, you probably would have gotten Kareem Hunt in the seventh round or so. Do let the league in rushing. Good call, Chris. Good call. How about Jeff on Kenny Britt? Kenny Britt, which I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Yeah, that was in our live mock draft we did back over the summer. And somebody in our mock draft, and I believe it was Jeremy that did this, took Kenny Britt. Jeremy drafted Kenny Britt in our mock draft in round nine. The hell is he thinking? How about my call here on Marcus Mariota? I see Mariota win the seventh round. That's ridiculous. That's way too high. Dan Martin is way too high. That dude should not have been drafted the way he finished this year. How about my call on Marquise Lee? And one of the guys I mentioned as a potential sleeper candidate that could have been a bargain towards the end of the draft was Marquise Lee for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jeff laughed at me at that one. I think it was a pretty solid call. He had a nice stretch there. How about Marshawn Lynch? Marshawn Lynch taking 30th overall. And Christian McCaffrey. His average ADP is fourth or fifth overall. round, I think, Lynch. Yeah, that's too high for me. Like I've been saying, Marshawn Lynch, too old. Too old. Moving on. One of my favorite calls right here that me and Jeff were so far apart on. Mike Evans. I was so down on him. Jeff was so high on him. Let's see how this one played out in the preseason. No way, man. No way. I, I definitely think Mike Evans is taking a step back. I think he'll finish as a low-end wide receiver one. 
Good call. Let's keep it going. Can we touch base on my boy who I'm high on this year? Yeah, let's talk about your... My number one receiver? Number one wide receiver, Mike Evans. Yes. Who had one of the worst, worst target to reception ratios. We can talk about this, but when you... He was the only receiver double team, and Jameis would just throw... A lot of those balls were just thrown up. And he made incredible catches. Oh, he's a good player. I like. I think him he a was lot. the most targeted receiver last year. I think he, he had was, targeted he over like a hundred and seventy-four targets. I, I was believe one hundred and seventy-five, hundred eighty. Yeah, crazy. So, and then he, I think, was what fourth in receptions, fifth in receptions. He was the top five for sure. Yeah, with Deshaun Jackson coming in there, that relieves a lot. People are like, oh, Deshaun Jackson taking targets. No, Deshaun Jackson taking defense away from Mike Evans. The safety can't shadow Evans and. Deshaun. If Deshaun does a uh, post route or out route and Evans does a curl or a, a seam route, he, he's going to have to pick one or the other. Like I said, bold prediction, number one receiver this year. Aside from 2010, Deshaun Jackson's never commanded more than just five or six targets a game. He's just a, a deep stretch, one-trick pony downfield. And yeah, he's going to take pressure off of Evans. And he's going to command the safety's respect over the top there. But has... speed. But he's not going to be a guy that's going to take away targets from Evans. Evans will still get all the targets. Oh, yeah. He's never had as good a receiver on the other side of the field as this either. No, he hasn't. But Deshaun Jackson's not really as good as a lot of people think either. He's a deep guy. I agree. So, But I'm going to say Mike Evans. I'm high on him. Now, what about Deshaun Jackson? Draftable? I'm not going to draft him. I don't think I'm drafting him either. I definitely won't if it's PPR. Oh, no, he can't. Worthless. Yeah, he's He will get drafted, though. I guarantee he... He, oh, he will, will get, get drafted. drafted in the top 10 rounds in a lot of leagues. He will, but he's touchdown dependent and he's only good for a couple big plays a game. And it's the prototypical boom or bust type of wide receiver play. And let's keep it going one more time. Who's the number one receiver on your big board? <laughs> AB still. No, actually, I take that back. I'm sorry. Mike Evans is my number one guy. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm so stupid. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, that was a stupid call, man. Terrible call. How about my call on Paul Perkins? Paul Perkins, 71st overall. Yeah, I'm not very high on Paul Perkins. I'm not a Perkins guy. I know he's got the inside track to be the starter there to get the the bulk of the carries, the workload, the feature back role. I don't feel comfortable taking any of the Giants running backs there, let alone Perkins. Hell no. I don't know what the hell the Perkins buzz is about, man. You got some guys, I forget which podcast it was. Somebody's calling him, uh, what do they call him? Uh, Action Jackson or something like that, man. I don't know what the hell they were thinking either. Paul Perkins blows. Never high on him. How about Samaje P. Ryan, a.k.a. Samaje Perion? The rookie, Samaje P. Ryan, and you got the incumbent starter, Rob Kelly. You got Matt Jones on the roster, and you got Chris Thompson. Now, I don't know how long you have Matt Jones for, but how do you see that running back situation breaking I, down? Matt Jones is irrelevant. I could see Pierre Ryan maybe taking the starting job over midway through the season, but I still think after what Rob Kelly's performance was last year, he's got to be the one, and maybe they'll start working Ryan in, but I think Thompson, he's definitely worth roster for PPR. I think you're kind of on point with that. Now, I think Kelly could start off receiving you know the 60 of that 60-40, but I would not be surprised if P. Ryan reverses that and takes the 60-40 when we hit the second half of the season. P. Ryan and Kelly, they're built very similarly. They're similar style running backs, but P. Ryan has better hands out of the backfield and he's better in pass protection. That's the way I see it going right now. And regardless of injury, that was still a pretty good call, I'd say. We all know that Chris Thompson's going to be the passing down back. Do you guys think he's being overlooked, especially in PPR drafts? Yes. 
he's being overlooked. Like we just did the dynasty draft, he didn't even get picked up. Yeah, he did. He's definitely the back there by far. He had a decent. He finished on strong last year. He yeah, had a he, decent year. He, I think he's a top twenty-five PPR back, but he finished strong the last six weeks. How about Sammy Watkins? A lot of people seem to be high on Sammy Watkins. Are you high on Sammy Watkins this year? No, not at all. Yeah, no way. Watkins was terrible. How about Terrell Pryor? Oh, my goodness. Pryor, he is changing um, teams. He's going to a new system. He's got new chemistry to develop with Kirk Cousins. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to take him. With Terrell, what chemistry did he have last year with the Browns quarterbacks? It's a good point. But what other options did they have? You got a lot better options in, in D.C. with Crowder and Doxons coming up his second year. I was not high on Terrell Pryor for good reason. Although I did say in the preseason that if he was sitting there round eight, God forbid, somehow he slipped that far. You got to take him. Good call on Terrell Pryor. How about Adam Thielen and Marvin Jones? So who are you eyeing right Adam here? Thielen, that would have been a better pick, I think, who went one pick after you there. Yeah, I like, I'll go with Cobb. Are you eyeing your boy right here, uh, Marvin Jones? I know you're, you're kind of high on him. Good call, Chris. Good call. Keep it rolling, buddy. Nobody was high on Adam Thielen this preseason. I was all surprised about that. All right, here's one that I really effed up on right here. Tyreek Hill. Mm. What about Tyreek Hill there? I think it's way too high. Way too high, man. Way too high. Even in leagues that get return yards, I mean, he's only going to be returning punts this year. He's not doing kickoffs again. So, yeah, way too high for Tyreek Hill. He's going to have a down year from last year. Oh, definitely when it comes to um, touchdowns, for sure. I think he'll be more involved overall, but I don't think the touchdowns are going to be replicated. And I was wrong on that one because I thought going into 2017, Tyreek Hill was going to be touchdown dependent. I didn't think he could sustain his production throughout the course of a full season like he did his rookie season. But he sure as hell surprised the hell out of me. He's a hell of a player. He's a dynamic player. Great player. Hitting on Carson Wentz one more time. What about Carson Wentz? You think he's rosterable in redraft leagues? Redraft leagues? 12-team leagues. 12-team yeah. league. I would take Carson Wentz because you can get him late, super late as a quarterback. Yeah, I agree, especially if I take a quarterback late. I would keep my eye on Carson Wentz and see how he performs, but I'm not going into fantasy drafts with the intention of taking Carson Wentz. Unless you're in a dynasty league. Well, if in dynasty league, I'm definitely taking him. He's been compared to Aaron Rodgers. He flashed a little of that last year. He's got some tools, talent for sure. Now, this next one we're about to get to, I was kind of saying to Jeff during the preseason, if Zeke is going to keep appealing this thing, it's a little risky because it could put you in jeopardy of missing the of him missing the fantasy playoffs for your fantasy team. Let's take a listen to this one. What about Zeke? If he does go down, say he gets suspended week week twelve, that'd be that'd be terrible. I'm not worried. If there's about an it. appeal, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Look at John Brown. Some fantasy analysts and guys out there, man, are still waiting for John Brown to have a breakout season. It's not going to happen. John Brown is who we thought he was. Hitting on Jay Cutler real quick. I did say if he does come out of retirement, that this place is the best place for him. I don't think Cutler's going to come out of retirement, but if he were to come out of retirement, I think Miami's got to be the place for him to go. He's got the history yet a brief history, with uh, Dolphins head coach Adam Gase. So he's familiar with that offense and the play calling there. How about that overrated punk, Lamar Miller? I'm dead serious when I say this. I think Lamar Miller is going to be a bust in 2017. This is the guy I'm staying away from. 
What do y'all like about Lamar Miller? I think he's a great player. I just I just don't know about his endurance level. I don't think he's that good of a player. I think he's been he's been overhyped since he came in the league. And remember, remember his rookie year, they were talking about him going for like or he was talking himself up, but going for like 1,500 yards, this and that. You know what his career high is in rushing? Uh, for, for a year? For a year. So it was like right over 1,000. You're right, Jeff. I know. His best year was 2014. He had 1,099 yards. Eight touchdowns, also a career high. I think he's way overvalued, man. I'm not taking a guy that just barely finishes over 1,000 yards and under 10 touchdowns in the second round or the third round. It's hard to take someone when they finish like that. I agree. Yeah, man. Give them one more. All right, I got a bold statement here for you guys. Whether it's injury or a poor performance, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to, at some point, start Blaine Gabbert over Carson Palmer at some point this year. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Ooh, yeah. I don't think he's going to get benched. Or hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to add the little caveat in there. It's like, yeah, whether it's injury or just performance-based, I think Blaine Gabbert's going to take over that quarterback job at some point. Palmer looks bad, man. He's slow. He's old. Have you watched him? Have you watched any of the highlights of the game itself? I think he sucks. I think he's terrible. Palmer's feet are worse than Drew Bledsoe's back in the 90s. I mean, that dude just stands there and just, he's like a tree. I don't know, I think Bruce Arians, I think if the Cardinals start off slow again like they did last year, if he gets off to another shit start, I think he's going to be in the hot seat, man. When Todd Bowles left that team, I mean, what's Bruce Arians done with the Cardinals? They were a Super Bowl favorite last year. Yeah, they, I mean, they were. And just to put a little perspective on fantasy analysis here. Now, Matthew Berry of ESPN it's one of the more highly regarded fantasy football analysts in the media today. And I like Matthew Berry. He's a good guy. He's funny. He's knowledgeable. And I don't want to say anything bad about the guy. But I am going to compare. I'm going to compare some of his calls to some of the calls you guys just heard. You be the judge. The jury. I don't fucking know. And 2017, Matthew Berry predicts that Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton will finish the 2017 season as a top eight fantasy quarterback. Prediction number three. Matthew Stafford will finish outside the top 20 quarterbacks. Zay Jones finishes as a top 25 wide receiver. Kendall Wright of the Bears will finish in the top 10 of receptions this season. How about Kyle Juszczyk? They love the PPR, him there. In a he's PPR gonna league, they're gonna, he's going to catch a ton of passes just like he did in Baltimore. I don't think people appreciate, you know, Brian Hoyer gets, has been around the league for a little bit, but Brian Hoyer in a Kyle Shanahan offense, which he's been in before. They played together in Cleveland, obviously. It, he's a competent NFL quarterback who can get the ball where it needs to go. So I, I think 49ers offense as well aren't going to be great. They're going to be better than people think. Um, sleeper tight end for me, Austin Hooper. Uh, I like just him. Going, going deep. I like yeah, him. Yeah. Man, this is why we're the best. This is why you need to listen to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast to get your fantasy football advice. So that wraps up the 2017 Nostradamus, Nostradamus, hell of a year. You heard a lot of the calls. I didn't pull up all of them either because J.H.I. is the only guy I was down on. Thank you for listening to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Subscribe. Please leave us a review. Submit your mailbag questions or questions at fantasysportstudios.com or you can email the show at 
theflex at fantasysportstudios.com. It's the offseason, guys. Send whatever questions you want to get in, man. We've got some time fillers to come in. You send it, we'll answer it. Till next time, see ya! Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Email the show at TheFlex at FantasySportsStudios.com. 